Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Gunn. In this episode, I wanted to talk about internalized ableism and why so many, it's just so sad, but so many autistics and ADHDers and dyslexics and, you know, neurodivergent people in general, in general, neurodistinct people, whichever term you prefer, are a lot of times they're conditioned by society. I mean, society is very ableist and thinks of disability as the problem instead of properly accepting and accommodating disability. In general, you know, of course, there are, this does not apply to everyone, thank goodness, but it unfortunately is the way a lot of our society works now. Society is very ableist. So because society, like through the media and movies and everything and whatnot, conditions people to think about disability, even disabled folks are conditioned to think about disability with a very negative lens. So it's no wonder that, you know, like, and then, you know, being put through these conversion therapies, you know, to correct inappropriate, you know, behaviors, which are actually just traits of their disability, um, you know, such as stimming with autistic folks. Uh, stimming is like self-stimulatory behaviors where, um, you know, to relieve sensory overload or to uh, relieve um, hyperactivity buildup in the brain. We uh, like do things like fidgeting or, you know, moving our fingers or rubbing my forehead. I, I rub my forehead, for instance. And um, therapies like ABA, which is like the main autism therapy out there today, um, consider stimming a problem behavior. And, you know, instead of recognizing that it's from sensory overload or it's something that we need to do for our hyperactive brains, um, it's just considering it a problem. So disabled folks are conditioned throughout their lives to view their own disability and consequently their own self as a problem. Not that it's not something that people need support and accommodation for sometimes, but they they are conditioned to be very ableist towards themselves, even, which is very sad. And then, you know, they end up thinking that they're wrong, that they're the only person that needs to fix themselves or adapt to a neurotypical world or, you know, change their behavior to make their, you know, their partner more. I just read something from an autistic person, a blog once that made me very, very sad because he was basically talking about, you know, correcting himself and, like, improving his behaviors to, like, um, thank his wife for putting up with him or something like that. Like, 
and and then like saying something about like oh could empathy be learned like just because he what what is what it what that really means is could neurotypical empathy be learned because autistic empathy isn't okay um is basically what is being said because autistic people show empathy in different ways but that gets misconstrued by neurotypical society and people end up believing that um that autistic people don't have empathy which is this very harmful s- stigma st- that are is still perpetuated out there and unfortunately that stuff gets internalized by a lot of neurodistinct folks including this person that is like you know really beating it feels like he's beating himself up inside you know just being very self-critical of himself and the way his brain works and you know just you know feeling essentially feeling bad for being autistic because a lot of us are conditioned by society to feel bad for being autistic until we realize that that whole approach is just so wildly ableist and unkind and then you know being able to you know really accept ourselves for who we are and realize there's nothing wrong with the way our brain works and you know that that's why it just makes me so sad that you know because society is so ableist so many autistic folks out there have internalized ableism and they are conditioned they are literally conditioned to view their disability as the problem instead of the lack of accommodations that society provides like what i'm saying is this apply this applies especially to people with higher support needs like this is stuff like if supermarkets had a quiet hour from from like 7 to 8 or whatever that there was no music and that the lights were dimmed for people with um with the high sensory sensitivities that would be see that would make you know that there Johnny would have a way easier time in the market so Johnny's mom wouldn't have to worry so much about how is it going to be with Johnny in the market when I can't take Johnny to the market anymore. Instead of being like, "Oh, well, let's let's try to cure Johnny's condition." No, let's let's make the market more accommodating for Johnny so he doesn't have to have sensory overload and have a meltdown in the market. How about we do that? So that's basically what I'm getting to here is you know we need to shift the way my whole point one of my whole points with this whole podcast is to get people to understand that we need to shift the way we think about things like disability and neurodiversity. Um anyways, that is it for today another short but hopefully sweet one. Um I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time.